Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. A couple of years ago, I did a series on Chris Fowler, who went missing hiking the Pacific Crest Trail in 2016. One of the interviews I did right before the series came out was with former park ranger Andrea Lankford, who wrote the bestseller Ranger Confidential. At the time, Andrea alluded to me that she was researching another book about missing persons on the Pacific Crest Trail. Well, Andrea's latest book is almost here. It's titled Trail of the Lost, The Relentless Search to Bring Home the Missing Hikers of the Pacific Crest Trail. It comes out this month, and it looks at the disappearances of Chris Fowler, Chris Sylvia, and David O'Sullivan, all who went missing while through hiking the Pacific Crest Trail. I was lucky enough to get an advanced copy of Andrea's book this summer. It's a riveting story. It's incredibly well written and exhaustively researched. Her book, Trail of the Lost, comes out on August 22nd, 2023. You can find it on Amazon or where you get your books. I was fortunate enough to get Andrea back on the show and talk about her journey writing the book and why people go missing on the PCT. Here's my chat with Andrea. Feels right as we're talking. Well, let's let's start easy then, because um, you know, obviously, you and I have a bit of relationship previous with my series on Chris Fowler, and you were really helpful in, in getting me information about that. And and that's actually when I learned about the other two disappearances that you talk about in your book. And so I know you talk about it, you know, in your book about how you came across the disappearances. But I'm kind of curious, like. When did you know that not only like, okay, there's these three disappearances on the PCT, but I'm, I need to write a book about it. Like, was there an aha moment for that? Yeah, there was. Uh, when I first started into this, I was looking into the Chris Sylvia case and he's a 28 year old who went missing in February, 2015. And his gear was found on the trail on the Pacific Crest trail in Southern California. And I just thought, you know, I just felt bad for his family. Nothing was really happening with the investigation. 
And I just called them and offered to pro bono do an investigation and just see if I could get them some answers. I told them, you know, I may write a blog about this, but mainly, you know, I just wanted to help them out. And what happened is I tend to look at patterns or look for patterns. And so I started researching other like deaths on the Pacific Crest Trail and other cases on the Pacific Crest Trail. And that's how I learned about Chris Fowler, who you've, you've done a show about already, the 34-year-old who went missing in Washington State in October 2016. And I started following his Facebook group at Sally Fowler. His mother started and in that Facebook group, I saw an individual named Kathy Tarr announce that she was going to leave Washington, where she'd been searching for Chris Fowler, and head to California to search for David O'Sullivan, a 25-year-old from Ireland who went missing from the Pacific Crest Trail as well in April 2017. So I begged Kathy to meet me for dinner so that we could compare notes, and I started hearing her story, and I just thought this is a whole nother world. This is amateurs getting involved in uh, wilderness search. This is uh, Facebook and social media and what impact that has on the investigation. And I was also a bit enamored with Kathy. She just was so idealistic and seemed so uh, pure of heart with her intentions. That's when I knew I had a book. And after meeting Kathy, I dived into it uh, heavily and embedded myself with these group of people who were searching for what I call the PCT missing. Yeah, and that like ties in really well with the next question I had for you is that as someone who has done a lot of research for articles and, and things that I've written before, I could tell you did an exhaustive amount of research, like not just reading about it, but actually meeting these people and visiting them with in person. Like, what's that like? I mean, it has to maybe take a bit of a toll or did you just jump into it and was like, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to go meet these people. I'm going to travel to these places. Like what was your thought process behind doing that? Yeah, you're really smart to see that Tyler. I, I know you have experience too researching nonfiction stories and it is exhausting. And hopefully when people read my book, they, they don't think that because if you work hard enough, it reads real easy, but it's not easy to write. And I I just got confident enough. I said, this is an important story. I am personally intrigued both, um, you know, cerebrally with the mysteries, but also emotionally with how, how do we deal with these things when we can't find a loved one who goes missing, that I was willing to invest in this. And so out of my own expense, I traveled to these areas. I traveled to meet people. I have uh, hundreds of hours of recorded interviews over the phone from interviewing people. It, it is hard emotionally at times because you are uh, living in their world and their crisis a little bit. And you need to do that to write a good book and to have that empathy for uh, people like Sally Fowler, for example, and the O'Sullivan's, his parents. And so it's a hard work, but I think, you know, when the book comes out and people start reading it, they're going to appreciate that and, and how important it was to tell this story. Yeah. And I should definitely say too, when I say it's exhaustive, it's not exhaustive to read at all. It, it reads really well. I just, from my eye, because I could tell, I was like, wow, the amount of details and things that are in this story, like you'd have to be there to get that information. And so I just kept thinking about like the amount of travel time and the amount of people you must've talked to is, uh, incredible. So the, the book reads like it reads really quick. Um, I, I'm not gonna lie when I got it. I was surprised by how long it was. I was like, Oh my gosh, there's so much here. 
um, and I flew through it. So uh, it was obviously probably could have been a little longer, but I'm sure for you, you were you were happy with what with what came together. Um, the thing that's always stood out for me and really stood out after reading your book is like the similarities, like and I would say even eerily the similarities between the three men that you focus on. Um, to me, it really feels like all of them were at maybe a crossroads in their life or um, needed to change. And we're kind of at like a, um, you know, I don't know, they seemed, they seemed to like find a direction or find a purpose. And I felt like the trail was that for them. Um, I'm curious, you've obviously studied them a lot more than I have. Like, did you see those similarities? And like, what stood out to you? I did. And there's uh, two things that I saw that one, they're all young men, they were all unmarried, and they're all seeking, you know, a new way of life. Now, that is a common, the, the last part there, that's a common point of view or motivation for through hiker. And a through hiker is someone who's trying to hike a long distance trail, like the PCT or the Appalachian Trail, from point A to B in one season or one year. And that tends to attract people who are, you know, looking to explore uh, different ways of seeing the world and being in the world. I also hiked the Appalachian Trail myself in 1999, and I was a had similarities to all three of the men myself because I was uh, had left the National Park Service and was also wondering what I was going to do next with my life when I hiked the AT. But one of the factual things that stands out to me that was similar to all three men is they were all reading a book during the time they disappeared about other people who were, quote-unquote, disappearing in some form or fashion. Um, so that was a very odd coincidence when I learned that. That's, uh, do, do you know, do you remember the name of the book? Cause, uh, I think, I know you mentioned it and I, I'm trying to draw it right now, but, um, I, I thought I couldn't believe it was all three of them. That is incredible. It is all three of them. I'll, I'll name the books a little bit. It's spoiler here. If people want to skip ahead a bit, but, uh, David O'Sullivan was reading after dark, which is a fictional novel, but it's about people who disappear in abysses. Um, and, and you don't know when they're going to pop back out again. And Chris Fowler was reading a book called The Wanderer, and that's a memoir by uh, an actor, a disillusioned actor, who uh, absconded with his children, you know, and basically became kind of a fugitive by sailing away from the United States. And Chris Sylvia was reading Siddhartha, which is a, a Buddhist-themed novel about uh, leaving your possessions behind and hiking uh, the trail of a you know a pilgrimage of a life that is um, you know apart from the mainstream. Yeah, and it totally makes sense why they would all be reading what they were reading. I feel like I, I connected a lot with them. Like I felt like there was a sense of being lost and trying to find purpose, which I think is something that as a species we're constantly trying to do. And the PCT. Um, for some people is a way to, to find that almost like a reset, you know, in your life, like to find a new direction, you know, to even use the pun, like a new trail to follow. One of the things you like, I think it's also because of your background, you know, being a former park ranger and whatnot, but 
you talk a lot about, you know, how dangerous the PCT is, which I think is honestly like it, it seems very obvious. But I also think in this kind of narrative, people could overlook it. Like, I, you know, it's it's maybe too obvious, but I think it's also important for especially for people reading that haven't actually done the hike or thinking of it. Like there's a lot of things to consider. Um, and, uh, you know, beyond the obvious risks like weather, altitude, animal tax and harsh terrain, you talked about some really fascinating stuff in the book about cults, drug growers and deals, uh, dealers and, and criminals. I'm wondering, as a former national park ranger, like what do you see the biggest threat to a PCT through hiker? Like what should they be the most concerned with? Maybe spend the most time studying. Well, after looking at the, you know, as it's uh, 2022, there were 16 total deaths that we know about on the Pacific Crest Trail of through hikers. I'm talking through hikers specifically, and of those, water in various forms is your most likely uh, nemesis. You know, whether you're sliding off an icy slope or getting hypothermia because it snowed or trying to cross a stream and drowning. There is one murder of a hiker on the Pacific Crest Trail, and it happened in 1989. The young man named Andy Elam was a trail runner, and he was killed near Anza at the trailhead. It's suspected that he may have came across uh, bad guys who were breaking into their, his car. And that murder has not been solved, and he, he wasn't a thru-hiker, but he was killed while hiking the Pacific Crest Trail. So on the Pacific Crest Trail, you know, it tracks, uh, it's a siren call that attracts a lot of different type of personalities. And some of those personalities uh, have some issues, so to speak, um, and are violent. Some of them are con men, some of them are thieves. One that sticks out the most is a guy named James Perillo, who in 2018 kidnapped a woman who was also through hiking the Pacific Crest Trail. And he... He sort of conned her and lied to her, uh, got her to agree to marry him, took her money. Uh, then he started abusing her and beating her and broke her ribs. And she eventually escaped uh, Perillo and um, was able to come home. But the law enforcement just did not chase that case as well as they should. And not before too long, Perillo was back out, and he was back on long-distance trail, both the Pacific Crest Trail, the Continental Divide Trail, the Lost Coast Trail, which is on the coast of California. Uh, also, going right back to his same old way, he's trying to con and scam people. So he, this guy was a really a bad dude who had a long history of kidnapping, con man, and abuse. Um so he's the type of individual you might run into on one of these long-distance trails, and it's good to be aware of. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he uh, he has quite the history of, uh, yeah, I, I would say it's fair to say terrorizing people in and around that area. And obviously, I, we won't spoil too much, but... You know, I think you you did some great what I would call like original reporting like on on him and he's now in jail, right? Like he's no longer on the trailer on the streets. Yeah, see, I, what happened was I and others, we were wanting to because the, the law enforcement wasn't acting aggressive enough, in our opinion, uh, towards this individual. So we wanted to warn other hikers and we got on Facebook and YouTube and various social media outlets and just started posting everything about his whereabouts, sharing pictures of him. And that was would make him have to bounce from trail to trail to trail because the, the jig would be up and people would know he was a bad dude and he had to go somewhere else. He, he went off my radar, I want to say it was about 2021. And then fast forward this year, spring of this year, he was arrested in New Jersey when another woman he had kidnapped escaped his uh, abuse and called the police. And what I was told is when he was in court during his arraignment is that the prosecutor used uh, information from my Facebook group, Missing from the Pacific Crest Trail, to convince the judge that this guy was a real bad dude and not to give him bail. And right now he's facing, I believe, 11 charges of assault, kidnapping, sexual abuse, and he is incarcerated to date. And fortunately, I believe law enforcement is taking this serious this time, and I believe justice will be served. Yeah, that's incredible that you and a community were able to come together and do that. Like, um, I remember when I joined all the, the hiking groups, when I was doing my research on Chris, like his his face and name kept popping up. And it's incredible to see what you did and, and where he's landed. And I'll leave it there because I think people should read about it in the book. It, it is it is also really important. Uh, there is a public service there that I think you and others did. That's, that's absolutely incredible. Um, I purposely didn't put a lot of questions uh, to you on like individual cases in the book, the three cases, because I want people to read it. Um, but I was least familiar with Chris Sylvia's case. Uh, and so I, I want you to say whatever you want to say without spoiling too much. But I, the, the chapter that gripped me the most actually gave me goosebumps was reading about the 12 tribes. And so what can you say about the, tr the 12 tribes and, and what you researched? And, you know, do you think there is a linkage to Chris's uh, disappearance? Yeah, so I had never heard of the 12 tribes, uh, but what happened is as I was investigating the Chris Sylvia's case, I returned to a Reddit thread about his case, and someone had mentioned something about the 12 tribes, uh, the yellow, actually I believe they called it the Yellow Deli people. And I'm like, what the heck is the Yellow Deli people? So I started looking into it, and this religious group, I'll call them a cult because they match the definition, they, and they're worldwide, and they have these delis, they call yellow delis, and it's good food. I've been to them, it's good wholesome food, and they 
but they consider through hikers a recruitment pool. So on set, what I found, I found you can find it online, the webpage, and they have hostels on the Appalachian Trail near the Pacific Crest Trail, and I believe there's one on the Continental Divide Trail, and also one in Spain. And they encourage hikers to come stay with them uh, for a day or a week or forever. And they talk about their beliefs. Um, they're farmers. Some through hikers will call them the cult farmers. And they get the, they, you know, ask a lot of questions. They try to find people who are lost or vulnerable. And in some cases, the 12 tribes might be a good place for some people. You know, they will take care of you as one person, former member put it to me, but they will work you like heck. Um, so they also encourage their new members to leave behind all their possessions and to cut ties with family, any family that's not related to the tribe. So when I asked uh, Chris Sylvia's brother about this and his friend about this, they thought, yes, he, he's the type that might uh, feel at home uh, with such a group because he was seeking a place to belong. And so because they recruit right off the trail, right near where Chris Sylvia disappeared, it's just very suspicious that it's possible he could have uh, joined them. And, and in the book, I go into that more details and I try to uh, make a case one way or the other for that. And unfortunately, I don't think we can uh, disregard this as a possible theory with Chris Sylvia. Yeah, that's what I thought was interesting because, I, again, I don't want to spoil too too much, but I think... Um, you know, if you and I were going to have a private conversation, um, you know, with the other two men, I think we more or less know what might have happened to them. Like, that's how I feel anyway. Like, I feel like there's a bit more of a plausible scenario, uh, especially in Chris's case, um, you know, just the, the situation he was heading into with that storm. But with Chris, uh, Sylvia, I felt different. I was like, this feels a little odd to me. So that's really, really interesting to hear that. I wonder, uh, just because I did cover Chris Fowler's case, like, did you, since I did my series in 2021, have you uncovered anything new or is there, are there any updates that you put in the book about him? Like, I'm curious myself, um, you know, if there's been any progress there, uh, for Sally and, and for the rest of his family. Yeah. What I'm aware about is there's been leads. There's been, uh, gear, found on the trail and those leads have been followed. Uh, some of the people, the search professional search and rescuers with Yakima County have been great about going out and hiking out and resolving whether these leads are related to Chris or not. And so far it's, they've all been dead ends. So yeah, right now with the Chris Fowler case, we're just waiting for that lead. And I'm actually hopeful that the book gets enough attention and new. We bring some new ears and eyes to this story that perhaps somebody comes forward that's seen something or knows something. Yeah, and that's a that's a great point. Like, I wonder what is the best thing that people can do when they're reading the book uh, and they're like, hey, you know what? I was hiking that area or, you know, what what, what should they do in that situation? Should they call law enforcement. What What advice would you give them? Yeah, I think mean, first off, when you're hiking a trail and you see gear and you have that little feeling like, oh, what's up with that? Why is that gear here? You know, a tent, a sleeping bag, uh, you know, even a glove left behind. If you just get that instinct, just take a picture of it and make a note of where it's at. And then later, you know, get online or go to the trailhead, see if there's any missing person photos there. And if they're is, then that would be the time to call law enforcement and say, hey, I found something weird on the trail. Here's a picture. 
Um, also, if law enforcement, especially if it's the PCT missing and law enforcement doesn't respond to your lead, you can go straight to the Fowler O'Sullivan Foundation, uh, which is online, or to the missing person page of, of that person that you think this might belong to. And, and you'll find somebody that will for sure follow up on that lead. So I think that's one thing about hypers. If you keep your eyes open and you find see something suspicious, document it so that you can report it later. I'm curious. You have a lot of experience in the outdoors. I mean, you, like you said, you've hiked the Appalachian Trail. You were an, uh, a park ranger for a while. Like, I'm wondering for people who may be listening to this or reading the book and they're thinking of, you know, hiking the PCD, what's the, what's the best advice you could give them, you know, to stay safe and minimize their risk? Like, I think I wouldn't ask that unless I, you know, I knew about your background and I think you, you probably have some wise things to say about that. Yes. I, I mean, you can have fun while still maintaining what I call an expedition mindset. Uh, this doing it, uh, it through hike, especially the Pacific Crest Trail, this is a serious undertaking that, requires planning and alertness throughout your journey. Uh, even when you get uh, comfortable, you know, toward the end of your hike, you still need not, don't get complacent. There is still danger out there. Another thing through hikers can consider doing, because everybody wants to go to A to B and say they didn't skip anything, but if there's a dangerous section, if there's a forest fire, or snowy, icy slope, skip it. You could always come back and do it later. Uh, be prepared for extreme variations in weather conditions. I mean, you can go from 90-degree desert to uh, frigid hypothermia-inducing temperatures in one day, especially in California. Um, and like we said, be, be aware of what I call the trail trolls. You know, that be aware that some of the people out there may not have the best intentions at mind. So be a little skeptical uh, and watchful. And probably the last thing is have a loved one who is responsible do what I call flight following. It's something that comes from aviation. And so have a, a very firm plan with them. Look, if I don't call you, I expect to be in Bishop, California on Tuesday. And if I don't call you by 5 p.m. on Tuesday, there's probably something wrong. So call for help. Because what happens if you don't have that plan and you're on the Pacific Crest Trail, they think, oh, well, you know, he just kept hiking. And so they delay reporting that you're overdue. And that is critical time that searchers could use to not only find clues, but to rescue you if you are in trouble. That's an incredible advice. Um, I'm going to ask you one more question just because I'm curious. Do you have any expeditions or hikes planned for yourself in the next little while? I know you're going to be busy with the book and promoting it, but I'm just curious if you have anything uh, planned that you want to share. <laughs> my head is all into this book right now but you know I really do want to do some more international uh hiking uh I did the I went to New Zealand and did two they call it bush walks or tramping there and I enjoyed it so I'm hoping to go to Patagonia sometime and go back to New Zealand maybe Tasmania and do some bush walks so those are on my list once I could take a vacation from the book the, yeah, and I, I that's why I preface that saying I know you're going to be busy for a while, but I hope you have something planned. It sounds amazing. Uh, thank you so much, Andrea, for coming on and talking about the book. It's incredible, and I hope everyone who listens goes gets a copy. They can get it anywhere, right? Like on Amazon, local bookstore. I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be widely distributed. Yes, it comes out August 22nd, 
2023, and yeah, it should be widely available. Excellent. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on and talking to me. I appreciate it. You bet. Anytime. I hope you enjoyed my talk with Andrea. I highly encourage you to get a copy of Andrea's book, Trail of the Lost. It's available on August 22nd, and you can find it on Amazon or wherever you get your books. If you enjoyed this episode and want to show appreciation, you can buy me a coffee at the link in the description. If you want to support the podcast on a monthly basis, you can head to the Patreon. For $5 a month, you get ad and sponsor-free episodes, exclusive content, and early access to all new episodes of the podcast. If you don't want to spend any money, but you want to support the podcast, you can do so by leaving me a five-star review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to this. Thanks for listening to the Missing and Unexplained Podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.